may not look like much. She's got it where it counts, kid. This is the Millennial Falcon. I'm Josh. And I am John. Well, <laughs> sorry. There's some suspense there <laughs> to your name. <laughs> yeah. Today on the podcast, we've got a couple of one off Clone Wars Star Wars rewatch episodes. That's right. We got season three, episode seven. Mm hmm. What's the title of that one? Assassin. Assassin. And then we have season three, episode two, which is... Arc Troopers. Arc Troopers. Both really good episodes. Yes, indeed. Spoiler alert, they were good. Spoiler alert again, they were very good. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> All right. With some, with some returning character favorites. Indeed. Keep your, keep your eyes open. Hear you nothing that I say. You must review the Clone Wars on the Millennial Falcon. All right, I'll give it a try. No, try not. Review. Or review not. There is no try. Should we Should we just jump into it? Let's just jump into it. Let's get to this review. Here we go. Tom, take us away. Criminals captured. Jedi Master Plo Koon and Padawan Ahsoka Tano successfully thwarted an attempt on Mace Windu's life killing bounty hunter Aura Singh in the process. Since that time, young Ahsoka has grown strong in the ways of the Force. Now, after several harrowing adventures alongside her master, the two Jedi have returned to the temple on Coruscant to receive their next mission. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Ahsoka is awesome. I immediately have a question. All right, what's your question? How much time has passed from this episode... From the Boba, Boba Fett arc. From the Boba Fett arc? Yeah. Um, a bit, I think. Because um, it feels like we just did that episode. I mean, we did, but that was that was before the last Mandalorian ex- episode that we reviewed last episode. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So we did the Boba Fett arc, then we did the second Mandalorian arc, and now we're doing this episode. Okay, gotcha. Understand. So... But in the little intro that Tom just did there, he's talking about how they kind of are coming off of that mission on Mandalore right now. Yeah. So this is another Ahsoka, you're on your own kind of a deal because Anakin's got to go do something, which I can't remember what what it is. And he's like, you'll be fine, Ahsoka. You can just do your studies and all that stuff. And and I like Ahsoka's line because he's like, but you said it yourself. I learned more in the field than I ever do here. And then Anakin's like, well, take this as an opportunity to prove me wrong. And yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's very Anakin. It's very Anakin, yeah. yeah. Um, he's like, because I know how much you would love to do that. No. It's, it's also just like playing to Ahsoka's, just like always trying to be. Yeah, they're just very a, competitive. Oh, yeah, just a little bit competitive. Yeah. yeah. And then right, then right then she like gets into having this vision. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't remember ever hearing about force visions before. Anakin had them. When? In Attack of the Clones. He had tons of them. Premonitions. Oh. And in uh, Revenge of the Sith, he has a bunch, too. Okay, maybe it's just because it's animated differently and you can actually see in her head more. 
Interesting. Yeah. So these are these are premonitions. It's them seeing the future. This is like a consistent Star Wars Force ability. But oh, okay, this, you're right. I didn't think about that. You're yeah, right. This reveals that Ahsoka has that ability because yeah. not every Jedi has every Force ability. This is something yeah. that has come to be more dived yeah. into in the comics about how not everybody has every ability. But that makes sense because we we don't know of anybody else that has Force bones besides Yoda. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, Yoda's the only Force Pwn user that we know of. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, Ahsoka has premonitions. So she can she gets these visions of, of the, fo- the future through the Force and stuff where she has to decipher and interpret what the heck's going on there, what, what yep. they're from. Um, also, fun fact, I watched this episode with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And so she's a librarian. Oh, yeah. So we were watching, and then Ahsoka's doing some research in the library. And then I look at her, and I'm like, by the way, that's Jocasta New. She's a librarian. You'll like her. And she's like, that's great. <laughs> because you're a librarian, and you like librarians. Yes. Really trying to pander, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get, her into the, get her into the Star Wars fandom. Yep. You got to do what you do. Yeah. We got to do what we can. You yep. got to sell it. You got to sell it. Yep. yep. Anyhow. Always in motion, the future is. Yep. That's what Yoda says. Um, I love when, I love in these episodes where like somebody's trying to warn somebody else that they're in danger. Any kind of movie or TV show where somebody's being warned that they're in imminent danger, they're yeah. like, "It's fine. Yeah. Don't worry. It's okay." No, people need to listen when they're like, "Your life is being threatened." Well, I feel like Padme, which I don't even know if we said that Padme is the one that Ahsoka had visions about, is basically Padme's in trouble. So that's mm-hmm. this whole episode. Yeah, maybe I should go back a little bit. So. Yeah. Ahsoka's having visions of Aura Singh planning an assassination. And at yeah. that point, we don't know it's Padma yet until later she has another premonition. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But I think she just feels like... Or no, I think she does right away feel like it's against Padme. Or she feels like it's against a friend. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. She thought a friend is in danger. And she also, apparently, even though we as the viewer know that it's Aura Singh... I guess Ahsoka herself wasn't clear on who this threat was. She just knew that there was one. Because it wasn't until later in the episode she finally realizes that it's Aura Singh that is the person that she's been having visions on. Because she thought Aura Singh was dead. Mm -hmm. Like this whole time. Because she basically killed her. I mean, she slashed the ship and the ship went and crashed and blew up. So she just assumed that she would be dead. Yeah. Yeah. She has a vision of of, uh, somebody... That she knows being threatened. You're right. Mm-hmm. Oh, because you were saying about how Padme is kind of just like indifferent to this threat mm-hmm. or whatever. That's but, Padme a lot of times. But though. that is Padme. Yeah. It's very Padme because Padme's been through so many different threatening things at this point, too. Like she's already been in an arena chained up with a monster tiger thing, like slashing at her sides. Like she's been through enough. At this you know? point, at this point, <laughs> she doesn't even care. It's just a regular Tuesday. Oh yeah, this is like she's constantly threatened and stuff, which is interesting because it's like, why is this random Nubian uh, senator just so much more of a threat than all the other senators? Like everybody wants to kill her. Yep. <laughs> like I don't know why everybody wants to kill her. She's just the biggest, the baddest yeah, of them all. She's the best. She's the best senator. She's always the good senator. Yep. I mean, she got a friggin' parade when she went to Mandalore. So I guess <laughs> you know. <laughs> Call back to the last to the last arc. Uh, so yeah. What is, okay. Another question though. There's a scene where 
Padme and Ahsoka are playing a game together. Uh, Dejarik. O- Dejarik. I always forget the name of that yeah. game. It's basically like chess, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of. It's a strategy game, yeah, for sure. But it, it is funny how that game just keeps coming back. It's like every ship has to come with a standard edition Dejarik set yeah. or something like that. <laughs> is there an actual like board game of Dejarik you can get? I think people have tried to make it before, but I don't think it's like good. Hmm. And I, 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 and I don't know if we even know. Someone probably does, but I don't know if there's official, like, actual rules on yeah. how it all works, mechanics, but, and all that. Yeah, yeah. I do find the ship that they're on. They're on another Nubian ship, of course, because it's Padme. But it's a J-type diplomatic barge ship, is what it's called. But it looks really similar to the other Nubian ship that we know and love from the Phantom Menace. Is that everything. not the same one? It's not the same one. Oh. This one's long. It's mm. like, uh, instead of, well, it's long sideways, <laughs> horizontally long. Or How do you even word that in 3D space? It's got big wings. Yeah. This one has really big wide. wings. Yeah, it's very wide. Um, opposed to just being slender like the other one. Uh, but they're both very shiny ships. Yeah. And they look cool. Isn't it the same armor that, what's her name? Captain Phasma. Yeah, Phasma. Phasma's armor was built from the first uh, ship that Padme has. So it's not this one, but it's a different one. And it's got like a natural laser reflective surface or whatever material that's built out of. I can't even remember all that. We've talked about it before on the ship when I had more research prepared for that note. But (laughs) anyway, yeah, go back and listen to previous episodes. So this episode kind of, um, see, I want to give this analogy, but it's probably not even fair, but it kind of turns into a little bit of like a boy cried wolf situation mm-hmm. where it's like Ahsoka is constantly getting these visions and keeps going. And he's like, oh, someone's here. Someone's attacking. And then nobody's attacking. And she keeps like barging into Padme's bedroom when she's sleeping and doing all those other things and stuff. And it's just like, you'd think Padme would be pretty fed up by all these like interruptions and constant like oh my gosh i'm gonna die wait there's nothing there Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah kind of moments but she's apparently just a really good friend and is a really cool head and thinks Mm -hmm. really well because she was never even really mad (laughs) at ahsoka uh during it so uh it's not exactly boy who cried wolf because there's not the ending part but i think because maybe because it's anakin's padawan i think maybe she also does have a lot of trust in her you're my husband's padawan yeah (laughs) so yeah my my illegal, my illegal secret, secret husband. husband. <laughs> and I mean, like you said, she's been in these situations a lot, oh, so yeah. maybe she definitely can offer, can extend some grace. Mm-hmm. It's true. It was cool to see Mothma show up. Mon Mothma. Mothma. Yeah, she's from the original movies. Um, like she's basically the leader of the rebellion in the Age of the Empire. A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Revenge of the Sith, the original three movies. Yeah, I know which ones I oh, don't know. She, she's the one that wears like the big white robes. She's got short hair. She makes an appearance in this <laughs> briefly, uh, very briefly. But it's basically Mon Mothma and uh, what's his name? Bail Organa. Bail Organa. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so Bail Organa as well. And they're yeah. on Alderaan. Oh, cool. Which is Bail cool. Bail is the guy that adopts Luke and Leia, right? Yeah. So or just Leia. Yeah. I, I find that interesting. Like, Padme is going to meet with Bail Organa, and Bail Organa is the future adopted father mm-hmm. of her future daughter. Yep. Crazy. Well, I mean, that was on purpose because of her relationship yeah. with him. 
Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. She knew him well enough and trusted yeah. him and everything. So yeah. But Alderaan is beautiful. So sad that it's destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> bye bye, Alderaan. If you don't know, Alderaan is the first planet that gets destroyed by the Death Star. Yeah. Just in case anybody listening didn't know that. But yes. Yeah. Even Ahsoka starts to doubt the validity of her of her premonitions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because she's starting to wonder, like, what the heck is going on here? I keep sensing that the danger is, like, imminent, but then it's not there. Yep. Um, yeah. But she's just learning, right? Mm-hmm. So she's trying to learn, like, how to do this. And, and Yoda was there saying, like, yeah, go for it. Try to figure out what's going on here. <laughs> kind it's, of a thing. So. It would be crazy to all of a sudden have this new ability, wake up, mm-hmm. and then, like... You're like, oh, man, do, how, can I even trust this? I have no, yeah. like, I don't know how to, like, hone this skill or anything. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah. that would be very, like, very stressful. Yeah, learning a new ability for yeah. sure. It is kind of a classic, like, there's an assassin in the wall somewhere trying to take out the president yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's this time it's Padme. Um, it, it's got that very classic, like, assassin movie vibes kind of a thing. Like presidential assassin vibes, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yeah, it is funny too. Like later on, like because basically, Aura Singh does end up getting a shot off and mm-hmm. hits Padme, but like gets her in the shoulder or whatever. Yeah, just a flesh wound, really. Yeah, that's what Padme says mm-hmm. is that it was just a flesh wound. <laughs> that was so funny. It's like that's almost like a Monty Python. That's kind exactly of thing. what I was thinking. <laughs> It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> I've been through much worse because yeah. I'm Padme. I'm a boss. I'm a boss. Yeah. The um, the way that the I know it's animated, but I don't know what the other word for it would be like the way that the camera panning and like the the mm-hmm. shots the camera were work. really yeah. really well done. Like it mm-hmm. look it made this episode look really cool. Yeah, very moody. Like they did a really good job with yeah. the feel. Yeah, for sure. Like, the running down the hallway scenes especially were really mm-hmm. cool. I found it interesting how, and this seems to keep happening, anytime Padme is in danger and she's not on Coruscant, they're always like, you need to go back to Coruscant where it's safe. But how many times has she been tried to kill, be killed on Coruscant or been in other danger on Coruscant? Why is Coruscant any safer than any other location if wonder, you have I wonder guards. if they just think because there's, because there's the Jedi there. I guess. There's more Jedi around, I suppose. Yeah. Like, I mean, I suppose the building that they're in maybe is more secure in general. But mm-hmm. I just found that funny. It's like, why is Coruscant so safe where it's also a pretty dangerous planet in and yeah. of itself? Um, but they're always just like, go back to Coruscant. Yeah. And then they do the so after the first after the first attempt is not successful they do the old bait and switch where mm-hmm. they kind of have a, a decoy yeah Padme yeah but it was really cool that that kind of plays into Aura's plan because yeah. I feel like her entire plan was to get or maybe it was because of this botched first attempt maybe mm-hmm. that was her plan or maybe this is plan. the backup plan yeah to uh, but, to get her alone yeah but, but Aura was so smart well. enough yeah. To know that, oh, this is a decoy. I'm going to go after the real Padme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That I was thought cool. that was cool. That was cool. And then in a turn of events, Padme ends up saving Ahsoka. True. True. So, a yeah. little, little twist there. She's got a little laser pistol in the back of her pants or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> she pulls it out. <laughs> pew, pew. It is, it is a very big show of... Um, 
uh, wow, Aura Singh's skills to be able to just like rapid fire laser blasts at Ahsoka while she's trying to defend Padme mm-hmm. and she actually having trouble keeping up. Because normally, like Ahsoka's been through war, dude. Like she's been in so many Clone Wars battles at this point and just like laser fire, fire all over the place, deflecting laser blasts. But one assassin is like getting the best of her with the lightsaber. Like she must be like Aura must be really good. Yeah. <laughs> with a pistol to be able to actually like get past Ahsoka and hit her in the shoulder yeah. or whatever. Um, so pretty impressive. Yeah. One thing I wasn't expecting with this episode is all of a sudden my number one least favorite Star Wars character comes back. Mr. Zero? Yes. Yeah. Zero the Hutt. That was a bit of a surprise. Yeah. I wasn't he, expecting He that. seems like a total Sleemo. Oh, yeah. I kind of like him for that, though. I, I hate him so much. Like, is it a love to hate or just hate? Uh, both, maybe. Yeah. Like, he, I, I, you know what? No, I just hate him. I don't want to see him ever again. Yeah. <laughs> he's so annoying. It's just such an annoying character. It's just like anytime he's on screen, I'm just like, get him off, get him off. I don't want to see this anymore. But I feel like that's how they made him, though. So you're, oh, right. I think you're purpose. having the right reaction. Oh, I am. Like, I know that's how they want you to, to feel about the character because he is a slimo. But still, it's just like, oh, Zero the Hut, he sucks. Like, yeah, sounds like a like such a weird voice yeah. and everything. What a, what a zero! He's a total zero. What a total zero out of ten. Yeah, zero. <laughs> oh, it is funny too because when they do finally go and confront Zero at the end, like Anakin is with Ahsoka when they do it, and Ahsoka is totally bluffing in like lying straight to Zero's face, saying that. Oh, yeah, Aura Singh, like, ratted yeah. you out and mm-hmm. everything, even though she didn't. And Anakin has this little, like, approving look to Ahsoka kind yeah, of things. Like, yeah. yeah, that's my Padawan. Taught her everything she knows. through her teeth. <laughs> Taught her everything she knows. That's the Jedi way that I like. <laughs> Some good old-fashioned dishonesty. Yep. <laughs> I just found that funny. Yeah. Any other comments on this one? All right, let's get to the ratings. Yeah. What you brought me today is worth... Approximately 3,720 to one. Come on, let's keep a little optimism. As usual, our categories are story, artistry, and entertainment, entertainment value. Great sound effects from our from our co-host there. Story. Uh, it was a really good story. I really I enjoyed it. it. I'm going to say it was... I'm not going to say it was great, but it was really good. So I'm going to give it a 7.8. I was so torn and I still am into what I'm rating this because I loved this story. Yeah. It was great. Like I thought it was a great story. Um, I don't know, dude. It was just, it was so, there was so much suspense. There was so much like what's going to happen. There was a cool twist. Like it, it's got everything you want from this type of a story, like with, an assassin trying to take out an important person, Ahsoka trying to figure out how to defend against an unknown location for an assassin. Like it, mm-hmm. it's it's just a good formula for an episode, but they did it so well, and I really yeah. enjoyed it. So uh, I am not sure. You know what? I'm just gonna give it a seven point nine. I really wanted to give it an eight point oh, but you. but I was just like, you know what? I don't know if I can quite say eight point oh. Or not, but I thought the story was very, very well done. Yeah, I agree. It was very well done. Artistry, 
I got to bump it up a little bit on this one. I'm going to go eight. Yeah. Eight? Yeah. Wow. I thought it was 7.8. It was very, very good. Yeah. Acting, very good. Ahsoka did a great job. You know, Ashley Ekin, Eckstein, 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 I think it's Eckstein, is Ahsoka's voice actress. She did great. Uh, I really feel like like Ashley Eckstein at this point in her career in the Clone Wars, I feel like she's finally got it. Yeah, she's getting into her character. Yeah, I feel like she's really finally got it. Like, she's doing a, a good job with the voice acting now. Like, there's not as many moments where I'm like, uh, that was kind of cheesily done or whatever. Now she's really kind of coming into yeah. the maturity of the character, and I really like it. So, yeah, I gave it 7.8. 8.0 for me. Entertainment value. Uh, you know what? I was pretty entertained the whole way around. I'm mm-hmm. going to go I'm going to go 8.1, honestly. Wow. Yeah. Um Man, I'm I'm a bit torn with this one too. Um I think I'm just going to give it high 8s. Yeah. I mean, sorry. 7s, not 8s. That would be too much, I feel like. <laughs> um it was very good. 7.8 for me. Yep. Which brings my average to a 7.8. My average is an 8. An 8.0? Yep. Which means Assassin Season 3, Episode 7 is a 7.9. Yep. Well deserved, I'd say, honestly. Oh, yeah. This is definitely a 7.9 for sure. Very good. One-off episode. All right, here we go. On to the next one. On to another one-off episode. So this is not part of any arc, but it's called Arc Trooper. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tom, take us away! Separatist attack! After the destruction of the Republic outpost on the Rishi Moon, General Grievous and Asajj Ventress plan an attack on the planet Kamino, home of the cloning factories. Meanwhile, aboard a Jedi cruiser, Jedi Knights Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi examine an intercepted message from General Grievous. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Right off the bat... I found it interesting that in Tom's intro there, he talks about how right after mm-hmm. they destroyed that outpost on the Ritchie Moon, wasn't that like forever ago? That's what I was thinking. Why is this now in the watch order? Like if you go to the official StarWars.com chronological Clone Wars watch order, we are watching it where we're supposed to. It's supposed to be watched now, chronologically. But they they talk about in that little thing, like how this was like forever ago. Or sorry, they talk about it as if it just happened, but we watched it forever ago. <laughs> Maybe it's just supposed to be like a recap of like what happened after this to yeah. bring it back to mind. I don't know. But I thought the same thing. I mean, they were referencing the literal last episode, like season three, episode one, I'm pretty sure, is that episode that they're talking about with that moon outpost where there's that like big worm and stuff that ate heavy. Uh-huh. Or didn't eat heavy, ate uh, droid bait <laughs> or whatever. That was a long time ago. Yeah, that was a very long. That was a very ago. long time ago. So I just found that interesting that they're referencing that. Where, yeah. Anyway, right off the bat, immediately as soon as Grievous shows up in this episode, I'm right away like, okay, how's he going to just annoyingly escape this time? <laughs> it's true though. <laughs> I love their little octopus ship things. Oh they yeah, pretty dude. cool. The Trident class. Uh, Trident class assault ships. That's what they're called. Yeah, they look cool. Very cool. Yeah. I really like those too. They're like squid ships. Yeah, very neat. And we get aqua droids make their first appearance in this as well. Yeah, those are cool. Those are cool as well. 
always cool to see new separatist droids that aren't the normal ones. That aren't the Rogers? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. Okay. I won't even say it this time. Yeah, good. Don't say it. Um, <laughs> it was probably a pretty interesting moment for Rex and Cody and uh, who else? Uh, heavy, Fives. Or not Heavy. I keep saying Heavy. Fives and Echo. That's the two major clones in this episode. Uh, for all of them to just hear, oh, Camino, your homeworld is mm-hmm. like going to be under siege or is under siege. We need to go to our back to your home planet and basically save Camino. Like that would be I wonder how they would feel like, oh, we're going yeah. back to our training grounds. Is this like a homecoming for them? Yeah, that would be interesting. It would kind of like make the fight more emotional. Oh, yeah. I think they say something about how it's like, oh, going back home, like they they don't know what they're messing with. Like Mm -hmm. this is like, how dare they attack our home planet kind of a deal. Yeah. Anyway. I always love how the clones have this like really strong sense of brotherhood with each Mm -hmm. other. Mm -hmm. It is cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because Clone 99 comes back. Yeah. I love 99. And apparently he remembers all the names of his brothers is what he says, which... I'm pretty sure there's millions. Yep. <laughs> or no, 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 no. It's not millions, is it? Pause for research. Apparently, there are one million seven hundred and twenty-eight thousand clones. Wow, that's a lot of brothers. Oh wait, I missed the decimal point there. There, there is one billion seven hundred and twenty-eight million clones. Wow, that is a lot of clones. Okay, I always thought that was millions. So there is millions. And millions. So, pretty insane. Yeah, anyway, lots of clones. And apparently 99 remembers all their names. Yep. <laughs> Obviously. Incredible memory. Yeah, although he had physical defects, he had a super yeah. mind. <laughs> Let alone, like, forget that they all look pretty well all alike. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's quite the skill. Yeah. One thing I was thinking when we're looking at this, because we're back on Kamino, the homeworld of the clones. And I love Kamino, first of all. It's a really cool planet. Really cool. The the Kaminoans are really cool aliens and everything. We don't really ever see much more about the Kaminoans. Like, Mm -hmm. what is this? How they live? Are they only in this one little city on this water world? Is there any other cities on this planet? With Kaminoans and stuff. I just found that kind of interesting. I'd love to learn more about that at some point. Yeah. I don't know. And is this the only thing they do? Or are they just like... They're cloners. Clone farmers? I guess so. So this is also an Obi-Wan-centric episode yeah. as well. Which I love. We haven't had yeah. a little Obi-Wan mm-hmm. episode in a while. Since the Mandalore arc. Yeah. First one. I love that in, in so many episodes, Obi-Wan just makes animal friends. Yes, I had a note on that too. Yeah. yeah, he finds one of those, I don't even know what that's called. I should have looked that up, but it's basically like a flying fish manta ray thing, dinosaur guy that goes in and out of the water. But that was cool. <laughs> that was a great sentence. Thank you. <laughs> so, Iowa. Iowa? A I W H A. Interesting. Iowa. So Asajj Ventress is also in this episode, and which I I really enjoy Ventress as yeah. a villain. She's a great villain. I like her. I really like her. When she makes her like entrance onto like the the city or whatever, it's like visceral. 
like what she does. Like she grabs one of the clones with the force, pulls them yeah. up, skewers them. I know. And then it was kisses so them. <laughs> yeah. Why the kiss though? That's I, dark. I that had is a physical dark. reaction, dude, when I saw that. Yeah. I was like, oh gosh. Yeah. Like, why are you kissing like this weird, like creepy bald lady is kissing the kiss of death. Yeah, kissing dead people as she skewers them with her lightsaber. Like slowly skewers them, like it's just like this weird moment, and crushing the windpipe too at the same time. Yeah, I know it's insane. It's just like, oh gosh, she. Oh evil. boy, Ventress is by far like from a lot of the villains. She just is the most like vile. Her yeah. and Aura Singh, honestly, are like a she lot. She feels similar. chaotic. Yeah, yeah, she feels Her very and Aura chaotic. Singh, do they ever like get together? I don't remember. I feel like they would be a great duo. Either that, or they kill each other. No, I don't yeah, think I they don't would, know. I don't think they would work well together. I feel like they would just want to like vie yeah. for power. I don't think Ventress other. works well with anybody. No. <laughs> like even her and uh Dooku or not Dooku, sorry. Grievous. Her and Grievous they're always bickering. Are, yeah, they're bickering amongst themselves basically like we're both uh it, it's kind of funny cuz it's almost like we're brothers um and uh or we're siblings and Dooku's our dad kind of a, a vibe to it it's like i'm gonna impress dad more than you kind dad, of a deal dad likes me more than you <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's kind of how it feels sometimes yeah um a comment on the trident ships yeah when they like they like skewer i don't know what you would call it they're like they're yeah like they like drill in yeah yeah it looks like they're late like they're sitting down to poop to me and I, I know that sounds really disca- like oh gross gosh. and childish, but I just like I watched it. I just could not help but laugh. It just seems like the just weirdest out thing. Some aqua droids. Exactly. It's just yeah. it's so funny. <laughs> I'm a child. Uh, I know. Wow, you are a child, but I love you. Shock T makes a cameo appearance in this. I was kind of hoping we got some more from her. Yeah, because you see her like she's the one that trained Domino Squad. Yeah. Shout out or Domino whatever. Squad. Or well, she didn't directly train them but she was in charge of clone training yeah yeah uh so she's here on the planet still training clones obviously but and there's this cool scene where she's like a force to be reckoned with kind of a deal and she's like totally holding her own against a bunch of uh these waves of droids Mm -hmm. but i do kind of wish we would have got even more from her but that's like the only scene you even see her yeah she's really cool i would have liked i would like to see more of her oh one interesting thing apparently asajj makes a comment to Grievous about how Dooku trained Grievous how to use a lightsaber. I never hmm. caught that before that Grievous actually was trained by Dooku in the art of lightsaber fighting. Interesting. I yeah. didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't catch that before, but this time they, they make a comment about it and I was like, Oh, okay. Cause I always just sense, thought, though. cause he just kind of like whips them around with his robot arms and it's kind of like chaotic, but he has so many of them and he's moves around so fast that that's why he's such a threat. Because I don't feel like he has a ton of skill, quote unquote, with the lightsaber, but I, he's just got so many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of really cool choreography, though, in this episode, like fight choreography. Yeah. yeah. Dude, 99 was the MVP of this episode. MVP? Use the MVP. Bringing the grenades and everything in. Most valuable <laughs> participant. I love 99. He's yeah. my favorite. He's just sad. such a, I don't know, he's just such a, yeah, such a team player. He is. He is at that. And he dies. 
I know. I was so sad. So sad. I, I could see it coming, mm-hmm. and it was yeah. so sad. Yeah. Shot in the back by a bunch of heartless droids. Heartless. Yeah. Cool. Just trying to get some more grenades for, for his brothers. All he's trying to do is kill all the droids, mm-hmm. and they just murder him. I did like how they utilized the clone cadets in this as well against mm-hmm. the barrage of, of droids and everything. They were like hiding in the, the sleep pods or whatever, and they come out and use blasters from behind. I thought that was a nice touch. I was going to say, also, the animation just stepped up in this one for me. I don't know what it was, but just it was a just lot going really on. good. Yeah. But it, was, it, it was really well done. It was very well done. Yeah, it looked great. It, another fun thing I noticed was, like, you get a lot of different types of clones in this yeah. one. And we get the heavy artillery clone that has, like, the Gatling guns and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, they need more of those. Like, they need way more guys that have those. Gatling guns because he was wrecking face with that. He's taking out so many stinking (laughs) droids and everything. I was like, dude, get more people those Gatling guns. Uh, I love that expression. (laughs) Can you say it one more time? Wrecking face. Wrecking face. Yes, I love it. Asajj and Anakin have a fight, and it like it was good. Yeah, like it was. There were some really good fights in this Mm -hmm, episode. mm -hmm. Obi Wan and Grievous have some great fights as well. Yeah, they do. So it was really good. I feel like Grievous is Obi-Wan's like big main like nemesis character. I agree. Yeah. I mean, hello there. Hello there. General Kenobi. One thing about Grievous that actually surprised me in this episode is the very end. So yeah. when Grievous, of course, escapes. Surprise, surprise. In a, in a little like tiny space pod thing or whatever. He comes back for Ventress. I know. That's shocking. I wasn't expecting that. That's a surprise. Yeah, because they were kind of like teasing each other. Like, you think he, he would have been of the attitude of like, hey, if she dies in battle, that's no skin off my back kind of well, a deal. In other episodes, he's literally like killing his comrades. Yeah. Like his droids. He's just like destroying I mean, it's them. it's because they're droids, I guess, yeah. maybe. But but I mean, like, I just wouldn't expect him to care. No, I wouldn't either. So that surprised me that he yeah. actually like came back and rescued Asajj and, you know. Gave her a ride out of there at the last second. Um, we got a yeah. fun little... We also got a fun little... Is it Echo and, and Fives? Yeah. That get promoted to, to our troopers. troopers. Yeah. And there's such a funny line here. Like, I don't know if you caught this, but I... Well, I found it funny anyway. But Captain Rex is, like, giving them a little speech and stuff after this battle and everything. He's like, you both showed valor and real courage out there. Reminds me of me, actually. His <laughs> stuff's like way to pat yourself on the back there, yeah. Rex. <laughs> that was funny. That was good. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Fives and Echo, dude, they are two of some of my favorite clones of all time, for yeah. sure. We we get so much more from them as the show goes on. I know. I like um, them a lot. Yeah. It's good. All the way back to their bo- their domino days. Yep. Great. Mm-hmm. It was really good. This was a really fun episode. Really fun. It was a really fun one. High entertainment value, yeah. for sure. Anything else to say about this one? Uh, I was just like, I remember I texted you too. I was so upset over oh, 99, yeah, 99 I don't know if you remember yeah. I texted you. I do remember. I was so <laughs> mad. I quit. I wanted it to be done right there. <laughs> I like that character. Yeah. It's always fun when there's a character that you really, really get attached to. And it mm-hmm. sucks mm-hmm. when they kill them off. Yeah. You have anything else? No. Yeah. We get, we get to, to the, the ratings. ratings. 
What you brought me today is worth... Approximately 3,720 to one! Come on, let's keep a little optimism. Story, artistry, entertainment value. Kick it in off a story as always. What'd you give it? Um, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to go 8.1. Whoa. No, no, not story. Sorry, sorry. I messed up there. Entertainment value. I was thinking entertainment value. It was a good story. I'm going to go 7.7. Mm. 7. I gave it 7.6 for story. Yeah. It was very good. It's just not, there's not a lot going on for the story of mm-hmm. this, but it doesn't need that. It wasn't trying to be a big in-depth story. It was just a lot of cool stuff happening. A lot like, of explosions. A lot of cool environment stuff. A lot of cool things on Camino. A yeah. lot of troops. A lot of action. This was action heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So story was only 7.6 for me, but good. Yeah. That's, that's still good. Artistry, I'm going to bump up artistry because I thought it was really well done. I'm mm-hmm. going to go 8.1. Wow. I gave it 7.8. I yeah. That was very good. Um, I, I feel like to go all the way into the eights for artistry for me, either the acting has you to know be what? That is, so good. That is a very good point. Or the visuals are just like, like dude. I'm going to be a little more a realistic. Spectacle. I'm going back to be, to a little more realism. Yeah. I'm going to go 7.8. Yeah. That's what I did. Yeah, seven point eight. You don't need to change your score on. No, my you're account, right. You're but... right. I, I mm-hmm. after thinking about it more, I got to factor in. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, seven point eight for me. Because honestly, as much as ninety nine is fun, the acting is kind of cheesy. <laughs> no, he he is a cheesy character. <laughs> it's a cheesy. It's just a cheesy character. But he's yeah. lovable. He's lovable. Yes, yes. Uh, entertainment value though, eight point zero for me. Yeah. Yeah. Eight point zero. I'm going eight. Uh, you know what? I'm going eight point one. 8.1? 8.1. It was such a fun watch. Like, I, I know we've already talked about it, but those, like, Trident-class assault ships are so cool. Yeah, they were fun. And just all the water stuff going on. It, it's just, we haven't seen a water battle yet. And mind you, most of it was out of the water, but there was a whole portion of this that was in the water that was cool. So, very entertaining, indeed. Yeah. That makes my average score a 7.9. Mine is a 7.8. Nice. So we are at a official Millennial Falcon score of 7.9 for Arc Trooper Season 3, Episode 2. Yep. We have been so close. I know we keep commenting about this, but all of our ratings have been like a couple yeah. of points or yeah. a point apart lately. Yeah. So that's good. pretty interesting. I think that's pretty cool. You can follow us on social media on Instagram at the Millennial Falcon Podcast, as well as on Facebook, as well as, as well. At the Millennial Falcon podcast. Join us next time as we talk about season three, episode four this time. Man, season three is so convoluted with the chronological yeah. order. It's the worst of all the seasons for just going all over the place. Um, but we're doing spheres of in- or sphere of influence. Uh, so I believe that is a one-off. And then I think we possibly get back into... Some arcs, it's a little bit confusing because of the chronologicalness stuff going on. So I think we're like, have like an arc and then another episode in between that arc because technically it fits there chronologically. But yeah, anyway, it gets a little little weird from here uh, for a little bit. But next episode, definitely season three, episode four. Cool. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.